0: Welcome to PCIcast, a conversation about life and faith in the Presbyterian Church in Ireland. Let's hear what the team have been talking about this week.
1: Hello and welcome to PCIcast, uh, a conversation about life and faith in the Presbyterian Church in Ireland. If you're listening for the first time, welcome to our little conversation. My name is uh, Ben Preston. Uh, I'm a minister at uh, Craigie Hill.
0: And my name is Craig Lynn. I'm the minister of Rathcool Presbyterian Church.
1: And what we're trying to do here is um, delight you with conversation and try to challenge you a little bit and hopefully give a, a window into uh, life in Presbyterian circles and around We have some housekeeping to do. Um, Firstly, do subscribe and give us a rating. Your reviews are always helpful.
0: Five stars are the only acceptable type of rating that we will be happy with. Anything less than that please, uh, don't bother.
1: And drumroll please, we do have a winner.
0: Yeah, we do have a winner from uh, our last book away. The winner of uh, The God I Don't Understand by Christopher J. H. Wright. It was won by Julia Cruiser, member of First Banger Presbyterian Church. So thank you for liking and subscribing and listening. I know Julia is one of our most avid followers uh, on Twitter. Um, so Julia, well done. We'll get that book to you as quickly as we can.
1: Thank you very much. Well done. Uh, well done, Julia. Um, now, Craig, we have with us. Um, we are. Where are we at the moment? We are currently on
0: Berry Street. We're in Berry Street, in the very heart. Of the city of Belfast, and we're sitting today in what was formerly the buildings of Berry Street Presbyterian Church. And our guest today is Reverend Dr. (coughs) Lee Eagleson, who's currently leading. A church plant called Trinity Belfast here in what was uh, Berry Street, but is now a, a, a new expression of of church here in Belfast city centre. So, Dr. Eelson, very welcome to the podcast. Thanks for wow. Coming. That
2: is some introduction. I don't do often use that uh, moniker. Uh, <laughs> uh, usually, you don't use doctor. It's Reverend Doc. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, well, you're very welcome to uh, this wonderful um, Republic of Smithfield and the Republic uh, of Smithfield. so that's what it has been nicknamed uh through the centuries so it's it's a, a wonderful area
0: brilliant well listen thank you so much for being here uh listen before we go any further and talk about your, your your work and that kind of thing tell us a bit about yourself your your background your your faith upbringing your your family who is legals and
2: so you'll probably detect in my voice a little um, hint of Ballymina, so I was raised, born and raised in Ballymina. Um My home church was Wellington Street Presbyterian, um, while it was in the, the, the town centre there, um, before it moved out to become Wellington. Uh, my family are still, my mum and dad, my mum looks after the... Um, the, uh, the actual buildings there, she's the, she's the caretaker and my brother's an elder uh, in Wellington, so my background is is Wellington brought up, um, I sort of accepted Christ through the BB and then wandered a bit during my teenage years and it was after really sort of um, work in Bal- um, CU and see you in Ballymena Academy um, where I came to faith and um, so, and I entered the ministry. I've been a minister since, oh my goodness, it must be since 98. Um, so in p You're in P5. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, you'd, you'd sort of, and I was actually the youngest you could go in. So the, 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 the regulations were that uh, you had to be 23 on your uh, birthday, uh, your August birthday, and I was 23 in July. So I just got in through the door and, and that was largely because I was a medical student and um, I had sort of worked with God, sort of planned that if the church had turned me down that stage I'd be a consultant surgeon by now so but that's not the way God planned it.
1: So you swapped um, the uh Doctoring the body for you know being a doctor. Yeah, divinity.
2: yeah. I often sat at bedside, thinking to myself, "Why are we, why are we patching this guy up? Why do not share the gospel with him? Because he's going to die anyway. <laughs> so, so it's it's maybe not a great, uh, <laughs> it's maybe not a great thing for for such a, a doctor of such an attitude. So maybe it's better that I'm in, I'm in the church. So I'm, I'm so my I'm married to Nancy, and uh, we have a daughter of eleven months, uh, Sarah. So we married quite late in life and uh, we have a wee daughter, uh, so life is, life is good. So you began studies
1: at, in Union, yes, uh, straight into Union, yeah. and then um, uh, wh- where did you do your uh, assistantship? Uh? So my
2: assistantship was in Dundonald Presbyterian Church yeah. um, out in East Belfast. I was there for about three and a half years. And then I moved to an associateship in Carmoney Presbyterian Church in North Belfast. And I served there for four years. And then that's when this whole path started.
1: And this is, uh, I guess, where the Lord has brought you um, to, to consider church planting and uh, the establishment of uh, the Urban Mission Initiative and, and all, all of that was... Well, was that, an, I, I take what was that, 2006,
2: 2007? or Yeah, we're, we're, well, the, the the official charity formed in, tw- in 2011, and it sort of started with me. I um, was going for church um, interviews, like most ministers do, um, and I was struggling in those interviews, and I couldn't work out what it was about. And um, I ended up one night in the Odyssey Arena, um, the Odyssey Pavilion, and I watched at that time, there was the five nightclubs in there and thousands of people spilling out. It was literally God told me one one night, f- this sense, to drive to Belfast from Ballymena. And it's like bizarre and I'm standing there above this and I see this nightclub, fill- uh, these young people sort of coming out. We're talking, you know, huge numbers of, of, of kids, you know, maybe f- four or five thousand kids in, 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 in those days. And they, when I looked down, I could see all of the, the mess and the carnage of that and I thought, these are the people that we need to reach—folks who have no church connection whatsoever. So, in Belfast City, seventy percent of people go to church either less than less than holy days, so they go rarely or never. Um, and so, the vast majority of people here are totally unchurched, and that's when this whole path started.
0: So that that has led you into one of your two monikers that you were saying—you've got a reverend there, and we've and we've talked about that. But you're also Dr. Eagleson and your mm. PhD, am I right in saying, is in the American church planting movement? Mm. So talk to us about how you got from the Odyssey Pavilion and thinking, here's some people we need to reach, to starting thinking specifically about the American church planting movement. How, why that? How? how
2: well, that? essentially at that stage, um, my desire was to look at church planting within unchurched communities. And at that stage for me, the church, the community I thought that God would call me to, That was totally unchurched and we were struggling to reach was the loyalist community. And so my original church plant looked, was going to look, my original, sorry, uh, PhD was going to look at the connection between um, church planting doctrine, the um, Presbyterian Church in Ireland's understanding of mission, and loyalist communities. And so I I studied a lot into the path of loyalism and all the history of loyalism and, and all of that. And so what we're doing now in terms of Trinity is interesting that switch. We'll talk about that probably in, in a few moments, but um, but what we discovered at that stage was that no one had produced any academic critique of um, of church planting doctrine that largely comes out of the American context, largely, and no one in the entire world, and we we actually emailed various. Um, various seminaries in the US um, when, we're, when, I was, when I was doing this. Um, it, was, it was my professor, Drew Gibson, yep. really great guy. Um, and, and we were, we and this didn't exist. And so to be able to do what I wanted to do, someone had to produce an academic critique. And so I had to be that person. And so it's essentially I am the only, uh, well, that I'm aware of, the only academic critique of church planting in the world.
1: And you used... Um, <laughs> My Given Drew Gibson, so pa- practical theology, you used, uh, uh, from what I saw of your abstract, and that was, I couldn't get access okay. to the PhD. Um, I think I would have had to go to the McClay Library, but you used a, um, a hermeneutical spiral. Yeah. Uh, go, uh, what we would have known, I guess, the, the old pastoral, pastor's bicycle okay. cycling oh. through. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, and that, that produced, um, uh, I, I guess, a lot of material for you. Um, what I'm interested in, though, is where did you see God at work in, in those circles, in, um, in those uh, church planting? What was God doing there that then helped you to think through what you're doing now?
2: Well, actually, a lot of it was what was not happening. Uh, so um, a lot of that work is driven by uh, a consumer understanding of church. And an individualistic uh, understanding of church and a lot of it and i'm sorry for sort of criticizing a part of the body but a lot of it, it was baptist understanding and so it was largely congregational and and a lot of it as well was driven by not pioneer mission but rather the desire to get to numbers as quickly as possible to fund your salary and to fund and to and to give something back to funders um that something was happening here um that kind of entrepreneurial business yeah it was hugely influenced by business so
0: beginning with the need and beginning with Mission. Yeah, and,
2: and a lot of it out of the un- evangelical understanding, a lot of evangelicalism in the U.S. has an entrepreneurial sort of understanding. Um, so the big media, the big event, the big charismatic leader. And so out of that, what really came through that was the idea of branded personality. Yeah. And that's the, the way that a, the personality of the minister is so keen to the brand of the church. And the two things interact and so you'll see that, all, you know, and, and very often what we've, you know, when that personality falls, the brand falls. So, uh, you know, uh, the whole Mars Hill and, and Mark Driscoll, he was a person that I studied in very great detail, his personality, business background, all of that, that aspect. Um, and you've many other names, and that's part of the doctor as well, the understanding of of lif- of these people coming out. So evangelicals work in two levels. They work either as the local or is the superstar, sort of superstar the larger leader? And so very often when, when, when they struggle at that, t- so they, they arrive at that place and that superstar thing, they fall and they return back to the local level and work locally. Um, evangelicals have never been great at working through church structures. Um, it, they, they've never been great in terms of the whole sort of ecclesiocrat sort of method, um, always struggled with that. And so they're always either, congregationalists or they're they're running some sort of super movement um, and that's the two things the um
1: well as uh, i guess as, as con, 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 uh, confessional presbyterians with our structures and all the rest it, it is helpful to look into that to see well as you say to offer critique and then also bring about some learning for how then we go about our church planting and our denominational structures and, and yeah, and, and,
2: and part of that fresh, if part of that sort of um, hermeneutical spiral was bringing that um, American movement into discussion with the fresh expressions of mo- of church movement in 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 England and and Scotland and Wales, and so that was very interesting. From their perspective, you know, so the, the 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 roots of it are very different. The roots of the movement here in England, Scotland, and Wales are very much within the Trinity, which. It isn't so much, so it's, it's all to do with um, the call to mission, you know, the Matthew 28 to go into all the world, and that's what drives the American movement, whereas here it's much more the identity of God. And as we started to look through the whole idea of one holy Catholic and apostolic church here on this side of the Atlantic, that wasn't something that was really happening at that stage. It might be happening more now in the U.S. And so if you're not part of one holy Catholic uh, apostolic church, you just go down the road and start a new one.
0: So to talk to us then about you doing that,
2: yeah. So so yeah, <laughs> talk to uh, us about Trinity yeah, here. Yeah. So in 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 effect, I suppose that my first movements were were coming from a frustration um, with things that weren't happening. Um, so when I st- when I sort of started as a, a sort of a, a my work, um, there been three pres- there'd been three new plants since nineteen eighty seven um so um that was a that was a real sort of and and there was no structure for for church planting really and at one stage I was uh, you know I, I so I'm not a I'm not a lone wolf by any people might assume that but I've been in and out of the board of mission in Ireland when it was the board of mission in Ireland um to discuss what the future was of of planting and so I sort of um have been but in a sense I was sort of flirting a bit with congregationalism and as I studied these churches more and more, I came to the impression that this was dangerous. It's actually unbiblical. It's not it's not the way God meant the church to be. And so this idea of one holy Catholic and apostolic church and and actually having a place where you can be fired by someone. You know, so we have lots of examples of these superstar pastors who who, who run these churches and hand them over to family down the line that's, 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 an, that's a problem uh, and so I came to a greater awareness and, and so I've never been so for me it's, it's not been that I wanted to be a lone wolf it's rather that structures haven't existed for me to be a pioneer and that's why it looks as if um, I've been doing this thing on my own which I have been but it's not, be, it's not for want of connection
0: can you talk to us a little bit about the ministry here in the in this church? What does that look like day to day, week to week? I know it's a ridiculous question for you know, you, there's no two days that are ever the same, really, yeah. in, in ministry. But what what are the current kind of uh, things that you're you're doing, and what what are, the, what are the team here involved in terms of ministry on the ground?
2: So largely, we came to this area, um, a group of us. Uh, well, first first connection, it was it was um, David Bruce suggested that I that I uh, have a look at at this. Um, at that, uh, uh, back at this, this time and, and a guy, a, f- a friend of mine I was, I was involved in a prayer room with Keith Mitchell who everybody knows as Mitch uh, and Crown Jesus uh, we had been running a prayer room lots of people had come to faith through it and we would sort of walked the streets came over here we prayed and just had that sense that we were this was a place where we were meant to, to work and we opened the prayer room and found really quite quickly that, that uh, people here were, from, were were really wanting to talk about Christianity, and and we sort of had this preconception, the vast majority of, of folks walking along the door here are from a nationalist background, right. and and so people would often think, you know, they're not really, are they wanting to talk about church, do they want to talk with, with Presbyterians about church, do they want to talk about, you know, and we find them really, really willing to, t- and, and wanting to talk about Jesus in a way that we hadn't Found out in other places, and so th- that's what brought us here. And as we came here, we sort of studied the area. So one of the the, the key things of 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 the Redeemer City to City movement, of which I'm I'm part, and um, Tim keller's and head of, and and you are going to give a, a book free, I hear, of Center Church Europe.
0: Whoa, 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 steady on. We haven't even. Yeah, okay, we're doing that. Yeah. It's okay.
2: <laughs> so uh, so the big thing about that is is the the idea of of the gospel coming and embedding in the city an area and then that producing the church and so uh and that's also that's a that's calvin classically that's a presbyterian thought so this idea of of reading a context and so we came and we started to read the context and we 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 really saw three big groups here we we firstly saw folks who were resident who are largely from a nationalist background republican background we saw um Uh, folks who were using the city, um, but one part of that was people in extreme need uh, poverty, homelessness, mental health problems and, and then the third thing was the large input of students coming in so how does that look in our ministry so we run um, prayer room on a monday which opens the door we have evangelists on the street who talk to people and folks can can now walk in and 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 sort of talk to us about anything and we have um, if you look over the board here we have these different types of um, referral organization those colored ones so we've all these different aspects of of problems that people come into and we can refer them uh, to other to other people. So we, um, and that's been something that's been really key to us. Actually, somebody recently uh, came into our, our room on a Monday and said to us, well, why, why, you know, how did you know about us? And he said, somebody down the street said to us, um, you're looking for help. Those guys are open on Monday. They will help you. So that's really wonderful. So we have that. Another thing that we have, we, we sort of, um, are about to do is Blossoms, which is a ministry that provides a hamper to single mums in the first um, sort of month of, of a baby's life. Um, this came out of my own experience, so my, my church members, my people who are you know gathering a Sunday, um, took my wife out and basically um, gave her this present of everything that we, ha- we needed. Oh, we didn't have to get anything. It was incredible. And I thought, well why don't we do this for single mums? And we find a lady within that membership who had just come to the church recently and she had all of the experience and the gifts and all of this. And she's taken this. And it's incredible the amount of stuff that we have been given and people can donate that. It's Blossoms Belfast. Check it on Facebook. Um, so there's a way of of you getting involved in that as a church. We're needing referral churches for that. Um, so that's another aspect. And, and that sort of was... That's hitting the poverty thing, but also hitting the, the sort of residence nationalists. We viewed the idea that we needed to come in here and show people that we loved them before we did the whole sort of, here's what we believe. So it's all about loving people. Another aspect then is, 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 is Friday nights where we, once a month, we have home and I. It's a girl from, um, we, we, so the thing we do here is we partner with people. We partner with organizations to to do more. And so we work with this group from Newton-Breda Baptist, and they're here once a month. and She's very tooled up in, she works for the Simon community and is able to help homeless folks. Um, Really great ministry. And then the final thing is we are connected then with Kim Becker uh, from Friends International, very successful ministry up in um, the university area up there um, beside Fisherwick. And, um, and so we, we do uh, international student ministry on a Thursday night. So that's us trying to read the context and hit all of these different things. And then we have Sunday worship as well um, on a Sunday at four o'clock.
1: I did look at your website um, and uh, presently it's Centre Church but, but going to be Trinity yeah. soon and very soon. Um, you, you had a, a quote there from Keller. In a city you have more image of God per square inch than anywhere else in the world. Yeah unpack that for me how is it you see that vision or what's that mean to you well
2: it's, well essentially it is the idea that all of these people so uh, i go to my old mentor norman brown minister former minister of, of wellington Wellington street and then wellington always said that that people were one of two the two things and you had to remember this two v's uh, everyone was vulnerable and everybody was valuable and so, for us, that's our mentality here. Um, we, in a sense, um, see these people as as having both these marks. They have this valuable mark. They have the image of God in them. But then they have this vulnerable mark. They are marked by the fall, and they're lost, and they're looking for for something, uh, or they maybe aren't even looking for anything. And 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 so, for us. You just have all of these people in the city centre, lots of footfall, um, people who never ever are able to connect with a, with a normal church, and we get a few moments with them, um, either through if they're walking by, they see a poster or something, or we have an evangelist on the street who can who can um, s- stand with them, and 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 so normally what we do here is the first question we we say is, do you believe in prayer, and from this area people normally from a sort of catholic background usually believe in prayer and usually believe in god and so we can pray into situations and we've seen things happen here um you know people getting healed of stuff um we a number of easters ago we had a girl came in who um a couple who had failed at ivf and they were really angry with god really angry with god and we met them last easter um during our outreach so we at Easter, we have an out- outreach. Um, there's lots of Catholics come to the local Catholic church, and we stand out in the, the center of the street with a large cross, and we say, "Let us pray for you at the cross." And they come, and we we um, we pray for them. And this couple had come back, and she had a huge bump, and and so at that time she had been wor- so the the IVF had failed. They'd been worried about whether or not have, going gone back for IVF. This baby was conceived naturally. Mm-hmm. We had prayed for them, and she said. This was you, This was your prayers. She said, I, "I, I, I sensed something. I felt something. So we're able to pray into that. And so I think it's, 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 it's having that understanding of people. Just there's more people here. It's not that rural ministry isn't important. It is. It isn't that uh, town ministry isn't important. It is. But it's just the large numbers of people. Um. And so just the volume." um uh, so it's not that cities are any more important
1: we're looking out the window now and just seeing people streaming by heading towards uh, castle court and and, and around um, and, and you have that chance to i guess pre- preach christ into their situation to say that this is not a lasting city but there is a an yeah. eternal
2: and, and, and we deliberately do it in such a way that so we meet at four o'clock and it's a nightmare coming down here at four o'clock It's full of traffic. Why do we do it? Because people are shopping. And so they walk out, they walk out, they see. And, and so we, we'll have Christmas carl service here on the Sunday. And we will deliberately target shoppers to come in and to... And we have had... So we, have a, we had a, a, a lady who has been to our carl service for three years in a row. She lives out in Bangor. But she happened to be walking through that first year um, doing her shopping. And she keeps coming back every year. So she comes in and does her... I know, I know we shouldn't be maybe promoting shopping on a Sunday, but uh, she, that, that's what she does, and, and, and we, we start where people are, and, and so that's what we're trying, to, we're trying to reach people.
0: So that's cool, if, if somebody wanted to, uh, to pick up a, a book or something like that, they could have a, a bit of a read about maybe church planting broadly, and the, the thinking, the idea behind it, could you point them in any direction, something maybe that would be uh, accessible? apart from your phd of course
2: yeah uh well, or
0: um, what are you reading at the minute that you're finding helpful it doesn't need to be church planting related but just any, is there anything that you could say well here's
2: here's something good for me at the moment so i'm i'm doing a a, a forge forge ireland course uh, forge the international sort of church planting organization are setting up in ireland and i'm working uh with uh, I'm, I'm part of their training cohort first training cohort and so uh, I have to go through things and read through things, and one of the things that i'm i 'm reading through at the moment is um, is exiled by michael Frost, um largely just because that 's what they suggest I read. I also have just finished um the book they also suggested that i read uh, Sowing, sewing reaping keeping, which is an okay book um, it 's slightly arminian in in you know in some places um and so Know, but for me, it was hugely helpful in understanding that there is a lot of work to do in a community before sometimes we even start to have a hearing for the gospel. And so we can't expect a church plant to suddenly grow to 200 members. Or And actually, I would say that a, ch- a church plant that grows to large numbers in a very short time is suspect. I think a church that grows like that largely has been attracted. It's an attractional model, and they've come because the place is doing really good music, and it's largely Christians, and that's not what we wanted to do. Um, we wanted to really sort of so these sorts of works take a time. But for me, I you know in terms of church planting, I, I think I think Keller Centre Church really is that's and uh, coming out of my PhD, um, that's why I joined City to City. Because I, w- I actually was in New York um, with with them was trained by them, and come out the other side going is this is the, the organization that I really think have got it um, got, got it the right ra- way around. They have a famous guy and not a lot of people know this, but um, the executive pastor or the, the number two guy to Keller is a guy called, was called Terry Gagger, yeah. and Terry Gagger uh, was largely the guy that brought Keller to, to New York and he always said he said that if you plant a church in Belfast that looks like Redeemer you have failed uh, Redeemer is a contextualized expression of gospel principle and so we have to find the contextualized um, expression of gospel principle wherever we are and that this is what Center Church really does very well we are
1: going to um, give away uh, Center Church Europe they spelled Center wrong there I think though yeah. um, <laughs>
0: t-e-r but yeah. maybe if, if the winner wants to scribble that out and
1: just <laughs> put it we, we will uh, give that away like retweet but i, I want to we have a couple of we have a wee bit of uh, time before we need to draw things to a close and i want to come back on that contextualized expression of the gospel um professor kirkpatrick i remember my church history stuff well the presbyterian church in ireland we, mm-hmm. we grew up i guess as a, a planter church um bringing that reformed confessional expression to um, this part of of Ireland. Um, uh, I remember from my lectures uh, this idea of a bond mentality and all the rest. Lee, where do you think, um, I mean, we have um, young ministers, we have licentiates, we have all sorts of folk who are listening. Um, Where are we going to go into the 21st century um, here? And I know that's a massive question, but, what are your thoughts on a guy who thinks an awful lot about this and, and uh, trying to make it happen in, in, in
2: Belfast? I'm, I'm going to say something really quite controversial here. And that is that we have no Protestant cities left in Ireland. So we are largely nationalist cities. Uh, we have largely folks from a Roman Catholic background. Nominally so. You know, so the figures, I think, the Roman Catholic Church themselves um, produced um, for people attending Mass in Belfast was something like 14 to 17%. The Irish News is even less. They say in poll Glass there's 4% of people going to Mass. So there's a real sort of disengagement uh, from the Church. Now, I have some friends who I've been talking, some folks I've been talking to who are from a Republican sort of background, um, local residents, and they would say it's not that the Church is... If they the churches that the church has left them that 's really a question you have to ask ask that, and maybe that 's a case of something that we have done as well so it's, um it 's trying to get that engagement and I, I think for us we really have to start thinking about cross cultural mission okay. and that 's in every sort of sphere and that 's even with with lo- you know people like loyalists mm-hmm. it 's cross cultural um, they don 't think like us totally totally different you know so and, and, and our understanding of, of what they believe. So I, w- Forge gave me this really sort of interesting um, sort of assignment to do where I had to go and speak to five people who weren't Christians. And I had to ask them four questions. What do you believe about God? What do you believe about church? What's your thing about spirituality? And what would make you become a Christian? And I wasn't allowed to give any input into that whatsoever. Okay. And it was fascinating the answers to those um, and it's maybe a useful uh, thing for ministers to do in their own context to find five people out of the community and just ask them those four questions and and see w- where that goes but i think that's the route and i th- and i i think as well the whole aspect of we need to start thinking about church in a different way um, rather than this idea of just opening up a church building and hoping that people will come we have to start thinking in terms of missional, um, going to people where they are, and starting small, yes. and pioneer works. And and some of that will be possibly done through ordained ministry, but a lot of it, I think, won't be. And we have to, I think, be content with smaller you know, fellowships. Um, so the understanding that church is only successful if it's 70 people, I think that's, or 70 ab- or above, I think that's, in some senses, going to have to go um i think we have to be more mobile and more strategic and going to play you know so much more organic i think is the, is the way forward
1: it raises massive questions about what a minister does what church looks like um, and these are conversations that we can have and, and uh, debate through in our various committees our ecclesiastical courts um, but those are good conversations to mm-hmm. have cause it remi- We can go back to our basics go back to scripture go back to our confession and re-understand ourselves uh, for this 21st century
0: lee this has been great yeah thank you so very much is there anything you want to say or anything that you think we have glaringly missed out that you'd maybe want to wrap things up with
1: uh has it been um uh, what was his review that he gave us what did he say about us um, (laughs) that we were um uh, we we were very pleasing to listen to and
0: who said this? Good banter, or something? yeah, good Is banter. A, banter and I not we think I am not worried intrusive. that I haven't,
2: <laughs> a, I haven't had enough banter. I think it's almost been like a theological lecture at times. That's a, that's well, where's the banter? Well, you're you're the first ordained
0: guest we've had, and the first PhD that we've had. So,
2: I, I, yeah, I, I so I, I suppose for me, um, I I would love to do a plug for for the, for the church in a sense i suppose that one of the things that I, I think frustrates me you know i would like to see uh you know more folks um you know, we, we, need, we need more people in this work. And if, if there are listeners out there who are looking for a church at the moment and think they could serve, um, to, to not go to the, the, the big things, to think about the sort of missional works. And, and maybe that's a, a running thing right through it, not to go down that sort of mentality of going the obvious choice okay. of, of seeking out somewhere where your gifts can really be used and, and, and um, developed. Okay. Lee,
1: we look forward to... Um well, something was once said to me we will follow you with interest but we do genuinely look forward to <laughs> see um what the lord will do um and where trinity will go um, uh, um in, in the days months years to come um hearing well um your um uh, understanding of ecclesiology and your, mm-hmm. your, your heart for that mm-hmm. so
0: and this week's book giveaway, off the back of what you've been saying about Tim Keller and the City, City, City to City Network, um, they have produced uh, a European edition of the original Centre Church, which was the Red Book. The awkwardly shaped, slightly too wide, it sticks out of my bookcase at home. But we have, uh, we've been very generously donated a copy of Centre Church Europe, um, by the Evangelical Bookshop in Belfast. So a big thank you to Colin and the guys over there for uh, for um, for donating that to us, for all of your book needs. Uh, give Colin a shout or pop into the shop uh, and give him your money instead of Amazon. Uh, but this, uh, we're going to give away this book to win this week. So if you would like to win that, just like and share the show's release tweet on Twitter. You can follow the podcast at PCICast. Lee, if folks want to follow... You or want to follow uh, Trinity here? What? Where can they follow you on Twitter? So
2: it's at Trinity uh, underscore. Okay, is the church and the I'm at L H Eagleson.
0: Cool. And Ben, if people are genuinely struggling for things to do in their life <laughs> and want to follow you, how could they go about doing that?
1: Um, you would be struggling. Uh, ben S Preston,
0: um, and I'm on the
1: the Twitter thing.
0: You're on the Twitter thing. Yeah said Ben uh, and if you want to follow me I'm at rookie underscore minister uh, You are a prolific
1: tweeter, you really are You, know, my, my phone just dings away and it, it's, it's not related to me, it's
0: stuff you say on the, t- on the Twitters. On the Twitters that's how down with the kids Ben Preston is folks <laughs> uh, Folks, this has been great, thank you very much Lee for, for having a chat with us and we'll great. be praying for you thank and you. praying for the, the ministry here and really hope that it continues to thrive and flourish as you make sure Sit here. So thank you so much for being with us, uh, and thanks for listening to us again. Please like, and share, and subscribe, and continue to listen and slag us off if you want. Uh, that's totally fine. Uh, but it's been great so far—the first three episodes of PCI Cast—and uh, thank you for all your comments, all your uh, tweets, all your uh, encouraging. Uh, encouragements that have come in our direction it's been great so uh, hopefully we continue with this highbrow kind of uh, discussion uh, in the future but if you and I ben, are going to uh, go by that might not be
1: probably not, No. Um, but yes uh, reiterating all that uh, Craig said uh, thank you Lee uh, for your time uh, for the uh, for the use of the venue here, tremendous just looking out as I say, people just people watch here, they a, like a river of people going by, and we pray that uh, as the Lord has you here, uh, that there will be um, a seeking of the city to come, uh, and that uh, folk will be reached with be reached with Christ. Uh, this has been a conversation about life and faith in Christ between Church in Ireland and Ireland. <laughs> I say that in a wee second. Well, I, I know, but I was just uh, doing my little
0: parts. Okay. This could be an outtake. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Folks, thanks. See you next time. Thanks for listening to PCI Cast. Join us again next time for another conversation about life and faith in the Presbyterian Church in Ireland. In the meantime, don't forget to follow us on Twitter using at PCICast. See you next time.
1: We got accused of being Laurel and Hardy. You got accused of being Laurel and Hardy.
2: Right, that's somebody.
1: That's my father.
2: Your dad? <laughs> that was
1: my dad. I wasn't joking about that. That was him, Stony, whatever.
2: That's not your dad. <laughs> Stony, what?
0: Your dad? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be stupid. <laughs> yeah. uh, first on the first show. He he commented on Twitter. was like, uh, yeah, it was all it was good and everything. But when are you going to talk about something edgy? <laughs> 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 it's like I know a guy. <laughs> what was that? Was <laughs> that real? Yes, that was really my father.
1: Yes, Yes, yes.